Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin. On this week's episode, she is one of Australia's most respected businesswomen, having earned many accolades, including Telstra Businesswoman of the Year, Amex Franchiser of the Year, ARA Retailer of the Year, and she was inducted into the Australian Businesswoman Hall of Fame. She was also listed by BRW, that's Business Review Weekly, which is now known as the Financial Review Rich List as one of the top 15 people who have changed the way we do business in the last 20 years. She sits on several boards and is also an ambassador for the UNHCR. She is the founder of Boost Juice with over 500 stores in 13 countries, and it is one of the largest juice bars in the world. And she's also founder of Retail Zoo. And something she might be a little bit tired of hearing probably, (laughs) but it's still super fun to mention, is that she was a contestant on Australia's Survivor, Champions vs. Contenders, back in 2019. Please welcome to the show, Janine Alice. Janine, welcome. Thanks for having me. Australia's Shark Tank featured as an investor, founder of Boost Juice Bars, which is the largest juice bar in the world, co-founder of Retail Zoo, executive director, Salsa Fresh Mex, executive director, Chivo Espresso, Executive Director, Betty's Burgers. Executive Director, Concrete Co. Did I miss anything up there on Executive Director? Uh, yeah, there's a couple others, but I don't think it's, it's relevant. <laughs> we could go for a long I time. <laughs> at, on Survivor, you do yoga at least five times a week. Obviously, you're an ambassador for UNHCR. You're the author of the book, The Accidental Entrepreneur. And you... At the time that we did the research, we're going to be on the 21 season of Celebrity Apprentice. Not sure if that changed thanks to fabulous COVID. Well, and you did all this while also being a married mother of four. Yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes. Love it. So I have to ask, first and foremost, tell me how it all begins. I mean, it doesn't start out up here, right? So tell me, tell me how it all started for you. Look, I would say um, I certainly wasn't a wasn't the person who had lemonade lemonade stand. I left school at sixteen. I went to something back then called a tech school. Tech school didn't teach people business. It taught people how to be the um, followers, not the leaders. So I learned how to do woodwork, sheet metal, sew, and cook, but um, certainly had no idea about business. But I wasn't necessarily an entrepreneur. I was a traveller. So at twenty one years old, I put a backpack on my back and pretty much travelled the world for seven years and actually returned <laughs> returned from that trip with a two-year-old. The um, But during that trip, I, um, I worked for a, an incredible man called David Bowie and I um, worked with him for two years on his yacht in the south of France. And I think one of the things that that taught me that I took into business is that, you know, I grew up thinking that, you know, celebrities and queens and, you know, people with royalty were special people. There was us and then there was these super people. <laughs> and what I found out when I hung out with, um, you know, rock stars and movie stars and royalty was people were just people. And then when I took into business was the fact that I was no, no better or no worse than anyone else. 
And I think that that actually set me up in business. The fact that I was probably less educated, that people in the room probably knew more than I did, um, definitely was that first. I think I had it, my superpower was making complicated things simple. And I think that's how it worked. Hmm. That's a great superpower to have. That's not always easy. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people actually take the simple things and make them too complex sometimes. Yeah. Particularly consultants, <laughs> lawyers, and accountants. Hey, man, and I kind of think, former lawyer. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, you know, right? I all had this lawyer that actually spoke so slowly because I thought, nah, he wants to get to six minutes and he <laughs> used to speak really slowly, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So, and I thought lawyers make it complicated, so we have to use them. I, I actually <laughs> believe that there was a level of that. I actually believe that. Like, we have our own language, and it doesn't need to exist. I'm like, no, right? No. Like, oh my God, I love it. So, with all this going on, here you are, fast forward, you have all this stuff going on. Yes, of course, now at some point your, your children are, are adults, but you're still building and doing all these things while having young kids, right? Teenagers, high school, college, all this stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, tell me what that level of just organization and time management looks for you. Because people tell me all the time, like how, oh my God, Kirsten, how do you do all this stuff? This is like, really, I have one kid. I'm like, granted, I'm a single mom, <laughs> but that's actually better because I don't have other people to deal with and no one can tell me anything, right? No one has any grand ideas oh that God. get in my way, right? So, so I'm actually happy this way. Totally. <laughs> so, like, you know, but I mean, four kids uh, and I don't know how your husband is, but if he's like all oh, my friend's husband, it's kind of like a fifth kid. <laughs> so, so how does one, you know, what does that look like for you? Like organization and time management and, and on point, like, what does that look like? Look, I started Boost when I had um, a five-year-old, a two-year-old and a, bo- a little boy on the boob. Right. So yeah, they were little, but I think that the best thing that happened to me was naivety. Right. So I didn't know it was going to be hard until right. you're too, too far into it to go, oh my God. Right. So when people say, how did you do it? The answer is poorly. Right. Sometimes everything was wrong. Some, I was the parent that took the kids to school with the wrong uniform. I, and you know, when you turn up to school and there's never a car park, I would get to school and there was car parks and th- there was no school on. Right. <laughs> I had parents hang, I had parents hang out with me to feel good about their parenting. Right? So, so, but the thing is, though, what I did used to do with them, because I used to travel a lot to you know, grow the business, and so I used to rotate the children, take one with me, and, and tried my best to um, incorporate them into my life. I'm a believer that our kids live in our lives. We don't live in theirs. And I think that the kids have a richer life and more resilience because of it. Um, and, you know, as as you know, with your, your, your own child, they come with their own DNA, right? So no matter how, how you know, I've got a, a hippie, I've got an entrepreneur, I've got a surfer dude, and I've got a teenage girl who I'm going, oh my God, right? And doesn't matter how you raise them, they come with their own little personalities. But, and even with business, sometimes, you know, I took on too much and things fall through the crack. But I think the best advice I would give people is throw away the guilt, you know, it's yeah. just a ridiculous waste of emotion, right? We do our best with the information that we have on, on hand. And guilt is, I believe I'm a better mother, wife, and business person because I'm a happy person because I do what I love. And 
you know, sometimes, yes, do the kids go to school in the wrong uniform? Yep. But, you know, they, they survived, right? I love that. <laughs> so I think the most important thing is try and set yourself up to succeed. Like I was really lucky to have my mum that lived relatively close and she helped. Mm. I um, It was my business, so I made sure the business was within five kilometres of my house. Um, I made sure that I had flexible work hours. And, you know, but, you know, with your own business at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're the one that's still working. But you know what? I loved it. I was addicted to it. You know, it was my passion. And so when it's your passion and you love it, not all, not every day, but when you love it, it's not, it's not work. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said there too, because I love that you said two o'clock in the morning because there are people out there and I don't think that they're wrong. They're just going to get there differently in a different time frame that aren't, aren't going to stay up till two. Right. And they look at people like maybe you or I who have accomplished and achieved so much, but we've gotten to a place where we don't have to work till two. Like, and I still do sometimes like I'm mm. on a, I'm on a new startup right now. That's with one of my former clients and friends. And I'm just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, yeah, I'll add you in. And yeah, I do have to add you in until like two o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Getting stuff done. And, and I don't mind. Cause yeah. like I said, it's not a four letter word. Yeah. It's fun. It's life. Yeah. It is. And, and people often do that, oh, you know, let's talk about life balance, shall we? And make sure that, you know, we're getting a bit of this and a bit of that. And that's fine. But I don't think that there's such thing as life balance. I think there's something called life. Yeah. And I don't work because I find it a chore. I mean, people sort of put this connotation of work as it's like this something that's a burden. Yeah. I see, I I love making my brain work. I love it. You know, I've just um, joined the board of Sea Shepherd right? Because I'm passionate, as you can probably tell by my hair. Right? <laughs> I've just jumped out of the ocean. Right? I love the ocean. So, you know, if I can help, you know, be one of those people that save the ocean, then awesome. Yeah. And, you know, have I got time for it? Of course I haven't. Will I find time? Of course I will. You know, it's, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So no, it's, it's just, you know, the two o'clock when I went to two o'clock often, it wasn't because I had to, it's because I was so into what I was doing. I didn't yep. want to stop. Yep. Yep. And I love what you just said there that, you know what, you will find the time. And that's the, that's the bottom line. If you want to do something, all of a sudden the time magically happens. I'm not saying it's not tight. I'm not saying it's not under a little bit of pressure, but it just appears and it really does. Like it really just does. And so, yeah, I love that. So now let me ask you this. So, you know, talking for all the sort of Working parents, I'm not just going to leave it up to moms, but working parents out there, maybe they're employed, employed, maybe they're like handling a, a new startup or maybe they're starting a, a small business, right? What do you think your greatest piece of advice would be to them? Like, what's the kind of one thing besides, you know, losing the guilt? Like what's kind of, that's a great one, by the way, but what would be one thing like business-wise that you would, you would, you wish you had known? Like just one thing. Look, it's interesting. I had a bit of an aha moment a couple of years ago and I'll, cause you know, cause I get, I do a lot of mentoring and, and you know, the, the, if you asked me that question a few years ago, I'd say, okay, make sure you know the numbers, right? People see it as the boring stuff, but understand the numbers. You know, you're a lawyer and you know the importance of understanding a document you sign. Don't just right. willingly sign it. You know, understand and get the foundations really right. Right. Um, hire slowly, fire quick, you know, cause really you're only as good as your worst employee. And that's true. You know, and if you are, if you rate yourself as a one, but you hire people and keep them that there are four, well, guess what? You're a four. Yeah. And they're all, they're all the right things to think about. But then I had this aha moment when I came across this woman who was really wanted to do whatever she could do, but she couldn't get the support of the person or the person she was with. 
And so then I had this, this moment of, you know, that before you do the bills and before you start anything, the best thing you've got to do is marry well. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean if you can be you're not as successful if you're single. In actual fact, you've got more chance of success oh if you're single because you haven't got the burden of, of someone going, you can't do it, you can't spend it, you just get on with it, right? Right. But equally, whether you marry well or you've got your best girlfriend or a friend or a sister or whatever, surround yourself by people that push you forward, don't drag you back. Yeah. And that is, and the amount of people I've come across who, you know, friends have told them it won't work and they've given up or their partner, you know, isn't as as risk adverse, is more risk adverse than you and say you can't do it. Like we had to sell our family, like we did not come from money. You know, I came from a place called Baronia, which was, you know, my school that I went to was known for a high pregnancy rate, right? So it was... <laughs> So it definitely wasn't a, a top-end school. And I think the key thing is that you need to make sure that it doesn't actually matter you know, how you come, where you come from. It's actually who you are going forward and the people you choose to be surrounded with going forward. So I think the best advice I would would do a big edit. If someone you find you're hanging out with and they drag you down, get them out of your life, no matter who that is. And, and because... Business is tough as it is and life is tough as it is. And so you want people around you that really have your back because in business sometimes it's just too much and sometimes you want to crawl in a corner and just give up and you need those people to go, come on, let's have a coffee and a glass of wine and solve the problems of the world and then move on. That's awesome. Great, great. I love it. I love it. Now, obviously, as a founder of Boost Juice, you are absolutely into a healthy lifestyle. I am guilty of the exact opposite, eat whatever I want, whatever I want, and still be okay, at least on the outside. I have no idea what's going on on the inside. How do you do it? So here I am. I It doesn't matter if I'm a single parent or not, but I am someone who doesn't cook. It was not That was not the thing I was raised to do. I have always ordered groceries. Lucky I live in a city. I lived in Miami. I don't, I don't go to stores, right? I just, you know, and there's delivery everywhere. So it doesn't matter what restaurant I want. I can make it on demand delivery. So how does one have a whole family? <laughs> like, you know, in my case, I built my family. So mine's used to eating out and getting order, right? like delivery, right? They don't care. They don't want a home cooked meal. What do you mean the oven's on? Like we literally have conversations like, is that oven on? How did that oven turn on? Like it smells like <laughs> gas in the house, right? Like literally that's like this household. So, so how do you really, cause you know, a lot of listeners here, you know, they have to stop. And during COVID, I, this is something that smacked me in the face. I thought, oh, I'm going to do this whole cooking thing. Right. And it was all cool. I, I ordered these boxes that came and all I had to do was follow this thing and do it. Fucking took me like a fucking hour. I'm like, I don't have a fucking hour to do this. You know how much money I make? I make $3,000 a fucking hour. You think I'm going to sit here and do this? And it wasn't even fun. Like uh, there was a time when it was fun, but then when my daughter wasn't in school and she no longer wanted to hang out at dinner, it became not fun. So I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Like, mm. how do you like just maintain like that healthy standard for everyone in the house? And, and, you know, this is something I fail at. Like my daughter does not enjoy, she enjoys fruit and that's about it. Everything else is sugar and chocolate. <laughs> Look, I'm really close. I'm the same as you, right? I, the, my children have taken away any passion for cooking that I ever had. So this is what I would do. I would put all this effort into buying the right stuff and cooking something delicious. And I'd put it on the table and go, oh, the potatoes don't cook properly. Or this is not right. And this is not right. And I'd just go, you know what, you selfish little shits, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I know, seriously. And so in the end, um, so in the end, I just sort of basically make it as 
plain as possible, put it on them and go, eat it or don't eat it. I don't actually don't care. And if you don't like it, then starve and go to bed, right? Didn't care, right? So so what I do, what I do, do though, and it's and not just because I actually open a smoothie, I, I have a smoothie business, but I make sure that I make a smoothie every morning. It's not hard, right? All of us can do it, right? Yeah. And I do a basic smoothie, which was pretty much banana, blueberries, and maybe oat milk or almond milk or whatever. So that's my basis. Then I would just add all my good stuff in there. So I'd add some kale in there. I'd have some mega from um, yeah, zinc and vitamin C. I'd, you know, add, there's something called C60. I'd add that. Curcumin, I have sore joints sometimes, so I put curcumin in it and I just blend the Jesus out of it. And I would then give that to my whole family. So we'd all start with um, a smoothie, every bit of myself. I know I've got nearly all the things I need for the day in that one smoothie. And then during the day, I try and eat, I try and do the um, uh, intermittent fasting. So I try and eat, have dinner early, eat breakfast late. And you know what? But the reality is it doesn't always work. I have my girlfriend comes out of or you go for dinner and you drink too many margaritas and, you know, so, but I think my theory is that mostly I'm healthy. Not always, but mostly I'm healthy. I think that's good enough for life because you know what? I don't want to, I'm not a vegan. Um, I don't like eating meat more because I, we had a farm and the cows are really nice and I can't now eat meat. Um, now I've joined Sea Shepherd. I know what happens to the ocean. I can't now eat fish. So I'm actually now struggling. So I've got, I've got to rework my whole diet. But you know what? I don't think anything is wrong. I don't think we should. It's okay to have you know, your ice cream if you want it now and then or that margarita. You know, I think it's, but it's, if mostly we're eating well, then that's okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where I'm and at. You know, <laughs> and you know, people, and people do look at me and they go, oh my God, you do yoga five days a week. And I swim every morning and I do that. But when I go to the pool, as I'm walking up to the water and it's really cold because it's in the ocean. I will give myself a million reasons why I shouldn't do it. Oh, it's a bit cold today. Oh, it's a bit winds up, right? As I'm even jumping into the water, I'm still giving myself reasons not to do it. Yeah. But the, the difference is I actually, and then I never once regret it. I walk, like I got up this morning and, and had a 6.30 surf with my niece and her kids. And it was the most divine, I should send you a photo. The sun was rising, the water was beautiful, and I left and now I'm in a good mood for the rest of the day. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So it's just Oh my God, it's just heaven. And suddenly you've started the day well, whether that's a smoothie, whether it's a surf, whether it's yoga, then the rest of the day will, will continue to be well. And if it's not, then that's okay too. Yep. Yep. That's exactly why I get up at like 5.30 in the morning because when my daughter was going to school, I had to get her up by 6.37 for us to be anywhere on time. Yes. So I knew that in, if I set that hour to hour and a half right, my whole day was golden, Right. So do you do yoga in the morning? I do uh, every other day. And sometimes I cheat because I have this amazing app called Asana. And I got it during COVID when I was staying inside instead of going out. Now, one of my best friends owns a yoga franchise, studio franchise, right? So you're totally into yoga. But it's so funny because on this app, they have this like lazy thing. Like it's like, hey, the five minute wake up and stretch. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm doing today. (laughs) So psychologically, I feel like I did something. <laughs> but who? I did. I know. But who cares? Uh, you did. In actual fact, you did. 
It doesn't matter. Like yeah, when I, when I was talk about Survivor, that. which was I was shitting myself about it. Just just so you know, right? Oh my god. Um, I was so scared though. I did everything. I, I did a seven there was this I got this SAS guy to actually um, help train me. And it wasn't that I went on this mass training thing. He actually gave me this eight minute workout, which was high intensity. And the thing is, mm-hmm. who can't do eight minutes in a day? Who cannot find eight minutes? And the fitness it gave me was actually extraordinary. So you don't necessarily have to do this long-winded, you know, I yeah. mean, I do a stunger and and sometimes that goes for an hour and a half just the class itself. And so you're like, Poof. but, you know, sometimes you haven't got time. Just a good stretch or a good meditation or a good eight-minute workout's fine. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with Mind Valley, but there is, uh, I don't know if you know who Vishen Lakhiani is and Mind Valley, but if you go on there, there's a person, a trainer named Ronin, who is, is also touting that like eight-minute workout thing. And the results that thousands of people are getting are like, ridiculous i'm like all right i'm gonna get on that next because <laughs> like, it's amazing yeah it's it's and look the evidence that shows you to get the um heart rate into that section and it does it gets your heart rate right in there so for eight minutes you get your heart rate going i thought it was actually quite extraordinary considering it's eight minutes and the benefits the the research and the benefits are, are amazing actually probably better than going for a you know 5k run that's what they're saying they're actually saying that they're saying that you can equal those benefits by doing that that if, if we're talking about the same kinds of exercises that's what they're saying so that'll be interesting yeah um all right so let me ask you this just overall what has been the greatest piece of advice you have ever received um it's a really hard question because advice comes from all sorts of things in all sorts of capacities. Um, I think for business, um, I think the biggest piece of advice for business which helped me was that as your business grows and people really struggle with the growth of business, what you find is you get this big pot called the pot of expenses and it just seems like this big black pit of um, doom. And the best piece of advice was to break your, as your business gets bigger, break it into small units and make people are accountable every single dollar they spend as if it's their own and reward them on that. So the best piece of advice was that real whole um, profitability, you know, really drive profitability in your business because, you know, the amount of wasted profit is extraordinary in business. If you just sort of you know, did simple things like maybe print in black and white or to double-sided instead of single-sided or, you know, yeah. really do you have to fly at peak? Can you fly, which is half, like just little things. But And if people are accounted for and rewarded for, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. Um, right. person, personally, I would say embrace mistakes. Yeah. It's okay, you know. Like one of the things that people ask me is, if you had your time again, what would you change? And I can tell you now, I have done so many things wrong and continue to do wrongs every day. But there is not one of those mistakes I would say I wanted not to have happen right. because the mistakes that you have in life, whether it's personal or business, actually who have actually makes you the person you are. Yep. And without those mistakes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what I know because mistakes hurt. Right, mistakes cost you money, cost you emotion. It just, it, but it's only those that you win. They're, they're the only ones that you win and grow by. Yep. Not the things that go right, because we expect things to go right. So we don't learn from that, but we only learn from things going wrong. So if I spoke to my, you know, twenty-year-old Janine, I would pat her on the back and say, "Go for a girl." I wouldn't give her any advice. I love because that. I, I wouldn't want her to not make those mistakes because, you know, what I am still this fifty. Five, just checking, 55-year-old woman who is still completely flawed on her journey of learning. And I love me. I love it. I love it. All right. Here's an interesting question. What is the absolute worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? 
Oh, worst piece of advice. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, the worst piece of advice. See, I'm positively skewed, right? So everything that negative that comes out to me, I just put them in a box and go, that didn't happen. And anything positive I think about. So the negative advice, oh, my God, what would I think of? Um I don't know because I see the thing is so anything the negative like so for example when I was working as I, I was working in Singapore and running cinemas and I worked my gut off I was a single mum like yourself and I had my um, two-year-old with me and I was working seven days a week my butt off and it was one of the busiest cinemas in the world it's called Vision and I may turn this business business in from a negative profit to a positive profit the, the boss came up to me and he said to me, um, Janine, I, I had this top. It's Singapore, right? It's hot, right? It's humid. And I had this really nice top on it and it just showed my shoulders a little bit, right? Didn't, I haven't got any boobs to show, so it wasn't sexual or anything. It was so much, it's all he could say to me is that I should have had a, a sleeve on or a cup on my sleeve. And I just went, do you know what? I am never in my business ever going to judge people by what they wear. I, and you, if you walk into at my retail zoo, mm. I've got lawyers in shorts and thongs. I've got people dressed up. I've got people dressed down. I really don't care. It's how they deliver. And so I think that, but I think that the great things that have the, the negative happens to you actually makes you make that ever again. And equally being brought up in the 80s where, you know, it was a little bit different to the, you know, what women were and what men were and what was acceptable, mm. I will never make someone feel like I felt. And, you know, that whole thing of reaching down and grabbing a woman's hand and, and pulling her up, not hold, holding my hand on her head, is um, something I believe. I love it. I love it. So true. And, and you know, I, I really think, that times are changing. I look at the landscape right now and I could tell you 15 years ago, completely different, especially women executives, uh, just completely different. It's a total 180. I think there's a uh, lot of people helping each other up now, creating groups, like giving people opportunities, just so different, just so different. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What is, I think particularly yourself, you know, being an ex-lawyer. Oh, good. Okay, sorry. Oh, I said, particularly yourself being an ex-lawyer in the corporate world. I mean, you, when you were starting out in law, oh my God, it was, that was when it was like, oh, get me a coffee, little girl. Like it was. They were such assholes. Can I tell you that I would go into like a deposition or a hearing and like old people would just be like, okay, little girl, little girl. Yeah. Okay. Here I am in my twenties, little girl. uh, You don't know what you're doing. Uh, that's not how you take a deposition. So I knew what I was doing. So I would be a dick right back, but in my own way, right? I just, all of a sudden my blank sheet of paper in my head, there must've been a hundred questions I needed to ask. Like, if you're going to fuck with me, like, let's go buddy. Mm. Like, and then I would have back then I would have to crush them. Like I would have to destroy them in court. Like I just, that was just me. I was like, Oh, you thought you were cute. Like, let me show you how cute this is. Right. Now I'm like a different person. Now I didn't, I don't give a shit. Like now I'm like, fuck you. You're an idiot. Right. Like I don't care. But like, back then I was just so offended. And I was like, you know, like a fire and angry, like I'm going to get back at you some way or another. Right? <laughs> like It was just so stupid, but I did have a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun crushing people that thought I was just going to be some weak little uh, turnip. And no, it was really fun. But you know what? Good. But, uh, but you needed to be, and you should have been that little warrior in you to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, people treat you, pe- people treat you. This is the other piece of advice I hope people take. People treat you how you, how you allow yes. them to treat you. Yes. Right? So if you allow them to treat you like a little girl and that's a dumb little girl, well, then 
anyone in work, in life. People, and I remember, how old's your child? How, how old's your son or She's daughter? She's 12 now. She's 12, right? So she's still sweet and nice, right? <laughs> I had my children. I remember um, my, my kids going through teenagehood. And even then I went, my teenage son was treating me like pond scum, right? And I just immediately went, oh, my God, I, it's my fault. I am letting him treat me like that. And then I put my foot down and went, nah, this is not happening. I don't care if you like me or not, not happening. But it's so important that people treat you how you want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly as you said, how you let them treat you, how you're how you how you're training them. them actually to treat you. Because when you let things slide and you let things, you know, things that bother you go, you're letting them do that. You're training them that that's okay, especially with your kids. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Sorry, one more thing. We actually have the power. People who, yeah. who sort of go, oh, they treat me bad. Well, we've got the power. People forget that you've got the power to do, create your own life. But anyway, I'm waffling. Go. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just going to say, you know, what's up next for Janine Alice? What's on deck for you? Oh, like, I think probably the same thing as when I was 21 is I'm trying to work out where I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, you know, at the moment I've got some really interesting projects. As I said, I'm the, on the um, board of Sea Shepherd. I'm a UN ambassador for, um, for refugees. Um, I've got some really interesting board positions. Our current business, Retail Zoo, is, is looking at going to a listing potentially next year. Um, really? I've got, I'm, I'm trying really hard to be a better surfer. Um, and we've moved, we've moved states. So we've gone from a place called Victoria in Australia to New South Wales, and we're, we're just living our best life. I love it. I love it. What are the channels? What are the, um, links that people who would like to learn more about you and follow you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I've got a website, janinealice.com.au. On there, there's books, there's podcasts, there's all sorts of information, there's there's blogs. So if you want to have any more information, it's all there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Easy. All right, all right. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We really appreciate you. It's been great. My, my pleasure. It's been an absolute delight to meet you. Awesome. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there and you can join it for free. I answer your questions in there. But if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.